I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. Before you aspire to be someone, before you look up to someone, you have to look up to yourself first, right? You have to believe in yourself that you can actually be that person. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beit Yong. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. In this episode, we're going to be talking about roots. Why roots? Because this, this guy that we're going to have next is very, very vital to my journey as an entrepreneur and as a, as a person and um, basically this guy was very responsible for honing me as an individual and as a man and into what I am today and his name is Alexis Dabon he is the executive director of Teletech Philippines where he currently runs or, or uh, he manages over 2,000 people under his wing and in his hustle we're going to be talking about how he started as a Philam growing in the States and how he started out as his first job as a call center agent and how it was like growing up in there and how eventually he was sent all over the world and how he was able to go back to his roots. 
here in the Philippines and start a very lucrative career. We're also going to be talking about his tips on how you can hustle uh, as, a, as a call center agent and climb up your ladder all the way through being an executive in a call center and how his tips are and how to manage time and stress and many more. We're also going to be talking about his journey when he decided to be an entrepreneur and how he changed when he went back into the BPO industry. And lastly, Alexis is going to be sharing a lot of wisdom with us through this episode because he's been through a lot, a lot of hardships and how you can literally bounce back and apply all of that in your hustle. So if you're down with that, let's begin the episode right now. Welcome to Hustle Share episode 11. We are back and it's weird because we're now in a brand new place. It's our first out of town episode. We're in Cebu and we're we're in a, we have a very special guest. Someone I consider a good mentor, a brother, sort of like a borderline father to to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's someone who's helped me out a lot and then I wanted to feature him in this podcast for for uh, this early because He's been instrumental in my journey as a person and my journey, not just in business, but also as a man. So uh, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Alexis Dabon. Welcome to Hustle Share, Alex. Thanks, Ron. Uh, for some people, uh, they would probably say Dabon, um, yep. but here in the Philippines, they say Dabon. Right. Dabon. Yeah. The bound, just, like, the bound. just like your your last name, everybody. Yeah, uh, they fuck it up. Bakjong, <laughs> Baktines, who the fuck, whatever. Like, it's it's a it's a joke. I, I just you know they, they always say that you know when you make fun of yourself, nobody can make fun of you. So I just that's right. Yeah, I do it. I do it to myself. Do it first before they do. Fuck yeah, exactly. So Lex, I've known you for a while, and you're very instrumental in again my journey. I. I technically started like your intern, right? I had we had the same idea. You were running this fucking nightclub back in Ortigas back then, right? I was absolutely clueless, but you took me in, no holds barred and what's up. But before we get to that and let's ride the hustle share time machine, right? Let's talk about your hustle. So, Alexis, what's your hustle now? So, first of all, um, I just want to say that. Hustle for me is uh, something that um, it, it wasn't very easy. Right. Um, so my hustle now is basically is uh, I represent uh, a large BPO company okay. here in the Philippines. Um, we'll just keep that uh, and name. And the wraps? This company wraps, X. Yeah. Let's call that company X. But um, I actually started in this industry um, about 22 years ago. 22? Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I, I never realized that... Um, I will end up wanting to be mm-hmm. an instrument in this industry yep. by helping other people. Yep. Um, so now what I basically do is um, I, I run programs that will employ um, thousands of people. Yep. And, and to be specific, how many people are you taking care of under your wing, technically? So under my wing, is, it's just slightly under 2,000 people. Two fucking thousand yeah. people. Yeah. And by the way, we can cuss here. FYI, if I told you that, like, yeah, this is like keep it real, like keep it OG. Party likes it's two thousand fucking ten. <laughs> Beep. Okay. Yep. Insomnia. Ah, that was that was that was a shit back then. 
But yeah, Lex, 2,000 people, you lead them. And that's a lot of weight. I'm, I'm leading a team of 30. And I feel like I have a lot in my hands. But what's the perspective like in terms of weight if you know that you have 2,000 lives plus their families that you have to, to take care of? And that's what we want to discuss in the, in the show. But before we get to that, we get too carried away, let's ride the Hustle Share time machine because we have that. I don't know how it looks like. I'm envisioning it's the beetle that's outside your street, <laughs> right? But it functions. And again, I want to track back because for, for your information, Alexis technically is full Filipino, but he didn't grow up here. You grew up from the States. And I want to discuss that because that itself is a hustle, right? You've seen how racism is now in the States and whatnot. And then as a minority growing up in a predominantly white environment, right? It's a totally different ballgame. I want to understand the perspective of how you guys got there. How was it like growing up in the States and, you know, hustling your way as, as a flip? You taught me this shit that they call them flips back in the States, right? I was a fake, fake OG because I was, I was never, first time I've been there was last year. But how was that like, that, that experience growing up in the States as a minority? So it, it wasn't very easy, okay. um, primarily because, um, one, you have to deal with the differences in culture. Okay. Um, so definitely your upbringing, uh, especially in our case, um, we were brought up like a Filipino family. Yep. And in most cases, um, it's not seen as um, well accepted in some areas. True. So in the area where I grew up, it's predominantly um, a lot of white people during the time that we were growing up. Okay. Um, so we basically had to, had to hide our culture yes. by blending in. Um, and but be as then, white as you can, technically. Yeah, so we're double agents, right? Okay. So what, is that, what does double so, Asian so mean? So on the outside, when we go outside, we have to then try to belong and be kind of like the, the Caucasian people. Caucasian? Yes. And um, when we're inside, we're the Filipino people, which is, you know, you got to make sure that you clean the house, you cook. <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah. Know, all the Filipino shit that comes with it, Joseph. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, and... The upbringing that we had is um, a little bit different as well because we were Filipinos, but yet we were taught the values of the Americans, which True. is you have to uh, fend for yourself. You have yep. to um, make sure that you learn early yeah. um, in life. Um, and that's how you basically contribute to the family. Correct. Um, and I think that's what helped me become who I am now. Yeah. Um, and I think if I grew up differently, um, I don't think I would have been as successful as I am now. Correct. Education-wise, though, it's, so you, I want to. So you studied in the states, and you've seen how pe- kids are being educated. Are now not not to defer and like try to compare each yeah. other and whatnot, but what's the perspective like having again? being educated in that system, not just through school, but through the streets, because it's a totally different thing. You know, you have to work with people that different race, different upbringing, and now you got to blend it all back. Was it difficult to, like, find your footing and put, put your... She, she said you blend in. By blending in, you're also giving up a lot of yourself to you, right? So how was that? And then what triggered you to, like, come back uh, to, to, to the Philippines? Because I know I remember you telling me that you, you actually bounce around the world for a while and what led you to that that path of being from the states and now being shipped around the world to run call uh, a lot of bpo companies 
So I think the, you know, just to kind of start off on the education, right? Right. Um, I think the being educated outside uh, the Philippines really helped me grow as, as the person that I am. Sure. Um, it allowed me to become independent. Yep. Um, it allowed me to view things a lot more different. Mm-hmm. And I had to then create a lot of opportunities for myself okay. versus being handed down to me. Now, I'm right. not saying that's a bad thing because um, in the Philippines, one thing I noticed is that they become a little bit sheltered. True. Um, Too and, much cushion. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and with that cushion, um, you know, then pe- kids start to build like um, entitlement. Correct. Oh, my um, God. You nail it right in the head. And because of all that, it doesn't allow them to basically grow as the person that they really want Correct. to be they have that safety net yeah. all the time. Because right? they have something to fall back on. Exactly. Um, and, you know, that's pretty evident as I traveled around the world as well. Um, so I lived in different countries. What, what started that? I mean, how did you get into the BPO? I'm pretty sure you've had odd jobs before, like we always yeah. do. But what did, how did you end up in this path where BPO was like your, your thing? Well, the truth is that it's the easiest job to get. Oh. Um, and because nobody really wants that job. It's a, it's a dirty job. Yeah, it's the most hated job. You know, in North America, why? Because yeah. if you work in a call center, then you are one of those people that calls get, their house. You get cussed at in the middle of their dinner, Fuck, and yeah, try to yeah. sell them something. Shit, and right, so, right. you know, there's there's a negative connotation, right? Yeah. So it was never really looked at from a career standpoint, and and okay. I never thought that it would be a career for myself as well. Sure, sure. Um, so I started out a sales agent. Sell a marketer. News, yeah, just like me. Holy shit. Selling right. newspapers. And, um, newspaper subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, the funniest thing oh. is that selling something for free is the hardest thing. <laughs> so I was selling a free newspaper, wow. and um, nobody wants free newspaper because what? there's just no need for it. You know, it. They don't okay. want to collect it in their house and so on. But anyways, um, what I had to then figure out is how do I sell this? How do I create the need? Okay. Um, and. That's where the passion started. Right. It's basically cure, uh, solutioning a problem. Sure. You know, um, and creating the opportunity. Yep. And so that's what I basically um, got hooked on. And that okay. became the passion. And then from there, I basically uh, decided to explore right. what this industry can do. Okay. So aside from selling, it does customer service. What does it do? Right. Um, inbound. Okay. From an inbound standpoint, what do you do? So I kind of got into it a little bit more as time go by. And then I um, was in the middle of um, finishing up my um, uh, college. I took business management. So I wanted to then further apply my education. Sure. And so I challenged myself by understanding the business beyond what I'm currently doing. Sure. And then try to apply my knowledge. And from there, I was able to then manage a center. Okay. Um, and then no, after- wait one sec. Uh, this I wanted to shed light in this because this is one thing that a lot, not a lot of, at least here in the Philippine setting, that's that's rare that people work and study at the same time. That's a different hustle on its own because you're technically doing in the states. It's normal to have two or three, four yeah. jobs, right? Yeah. Here, that's alien. 
a lot of your classmates are just like, again, sheltered and what that. In order for you to be able to, again, be an agent, do your job well, and still th- go through college, what was that like? And what was, how did you go through that grind to get past and now to, uh, to, to manage a center on your own at a young age? Yeah, so it is, it's all about, you know, having the need okay. to do it. Okay. And in my case, I needed to provide for a child. Okay. And um, because of that, I, I was basically, you know, pushed to come up with a very unique way of attaining those things. Sure. So one of them is, you know, going to school at night. Then Shit. having a job during the day, wow. not just one job, but you know sometimes two. So I have a part time wow. job during that time as well. Shit, um, because things aren't cheap. Yep. Um, and you but, lived in the West Coast. Yeah, you know. Shit. Right. Um, but one thing for sure is that time management. Yeah. And commitment. Priorities too. And priorities, right? Setting some goals. Cool. Um, and, and those were the things that really drove me okay. to be able to make it through. Okay. Um, and getting that education is very important. And sometimes, yeah. you know, we don't have a cushion to kind of say, okay, well, I'm just going to take a job okay. or I'm just going to go to school. Right. right? Um, and in this case, I have to do both because yeah. I have no other choice. True. And it's not just me. It's a whole lot of other people. Um, in the north side that yeah. actually have to go through that. And it is, it's a normal thing. Correct. Again, that, that's the perspective that I want to share, especially for our listeners, where 80% of them are based in the Philippines. And we're still both Filipinos, but the whole upbringing side where, you know, you got to yeah. survive and put up for, for the child and, and, and all that stuff, it's a totally different dynamic, right? Where yeah. I, I kind of went through that semi because I had to work on myself, but... It's a totally different ballgame. And here, we're lucky. Little things like we have a maid to care for our own chores and whatnot. In the States, that does not exist. You got to wash your underwear. If you had shit on your fucking underpants, you got to wash that shit. <laughs> well, there, right. there, there is a washing yeah. machine. So Correct. Do it for you. <laughs> but still, you know, if you, if you had maid, like you had household help, it's a totally different ballgame. Yes. That's one thing that the Philippines has that they just don't appreciate it as much yes right so let's walk us through so let's now ride a time machine I'm, I'm riding shotgun you drive as always so um how did you now you got into the call center and how did how young were you when you managed a call center and how did you get sent all, all over the world so by the time i actually um managing a center um i i believe i was already about 24 25 shit that's young. And um, a whole center. How many people were you like running? So it, it feels like a couple hundred, but in reality, it's only about 70 people. But still, dude, um, 70 people. That, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think now, like, you know, the, the people I work with, what, why I actually felt like it was like a couple hundred right. is because there are like four or five of them that really gives me a headache equivalent to like 30 people. Yeah. Um, and, and the difference between managing, you know, people back home than managing people here in the Philippines yeah, is that yeah. um, I, I, I think because they just have so much 
stuff that they had to go through in life okay. that they become more stronger personally. Ah. Um, so their personality is a lot stronger. Um, they, they don't and, take shit from nobody. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and to them, you know, they, they think that, you know, taking shit from anyone is just something that they're not going to go through. Okay. And by that way, they, they will pick a fight if they need no. to. No. Yeah. If you do that here, you're fired on the spot. And like, you'll be like, what? No, right, I, you know. I, I've got to a point where people actually waited for me outside. No fucking way. Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? Like kind of that. Yeah. Kind so, of that stuff. I, I got jumped a couple of times already. Oh, fuck. Um, because of people that had worked for me uh, just didn't like what I asked them to do. And you, you were a young leader at that time. I'm pretty sure you were managing people twice your age or yeah, three, three times my age at first, you know, so it's kind of hard. How do you garner respect that early if, if, if you were running that stuff? So first, it's really making sure that you show them that you're really leading them somewhere good. Cool. Right. Um, and that takes time to establish. And, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the way to do that is you have to show them the money. Like what Tom Cruise ah. said, show me the money, right? Um, so that's what is important to them. So that's what you're going to have to show them. So you have to show them the green path, right? Cool. Um, versus here, it's the same thing, but the difference is that, you know, they show respect immediately. They're more respectful. And, and this yeah. industry is more sought of as a career ah, rather than rather a, than a dirty job. Back yeah, rather home. than cool. a dirty job or just a pass-through job. Got you it. Know? Okay. Or a job that is someone that's in transition mode, right? Okay, makes sense. Um, here it's a career, so it's different. You know, okay. people are more structured. Mm -hmm. um, they understand what they really need to do. Right, and there's a pattern. There's a good playbook. This, this, this are one of our most, if if not the most, like important industry in this economy. It is. Right? It's yeah. actually uh, without this economy, without this industry, I think the economy would actually um, yeah, fucked. Been a lot more behind compared Absolutely. to the other countries. Absolutely, um, even culture-wise too. I mean, I, I always give credit to the call center industry because if I did not go through that, I wouldn't have this, or you wouldn't be listening to me like this. I'd be like, "Welcome to the hassle, <laughs> share," and we are with Mister Alexis. <laughs> Who would fucking listen to that, right? And, no. And, and I think if the if the industry didn't thrive um, no. in this country, I don't think I would be here. Right, I'd, I'd probably be still in India, India, um, where I was actually uh, <laughs> staying at one point in time, which I, I I hated it. Nothing against Indian people, right. it's just that um, it wasn't the the country for me. So Kay. every person has a a fit for everything, right? And, so what from managing this? How did that go through? Now you being sent because now you you bounce around. You mentioned about like you going to Caribbean and whatnot. What was that journey and what was the trigger? So during that time, I was actually with um, another company sure. who I actually uh, been with for a much longer time. Okay. Um, and I got promoted. Um, so it started out by uh, me being sent to another location to fix a problem. I Which was country was it? Um, well, that time it was just uh, another state okay, in the U.S. State, okay. um, so then after that, um, I was basically sent over to Canada to fix the problem. Hey. Um, yeah. Hey. Um, but it's funny because I'm actually um, born in Canada as well. So oh. for me, I was like, you know, that wasn't so bad. Okay. Um, 
And then, um, then and they say sorry a lot. Sorry, sorry about. Sorry. About. Yeah. So so <laughs> those people are are the from the east coast. Okay. Uh, far east. We are um, on the west coast. BC. But I'm on the west coast, so yeah. one, the be- the better part of Canada. I'd okay. There you go. <laughs> Nothing offense to um, people Band on the city. east coast. So, um, but you know that's how it started. It started cool. out by um, them trusting me. With my capability, sure. and, um, so you had rep already. You had yeah. reputation, and, and so I, I became record. the troubleshooter at one point of time. Ah. Um, and um, at the end of the day, it's all about revenue. So I, I. So wait, did you literally come in? You know this movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, right? Where where Alec Baldwin will come yeah. in, always be closing. You know, and fuck you, you effing, effing, like ABC. Sure, you were that guy. Yes. We had some leads. Uh, So I'm looking, referring to this, this, uh, this, this clip for those people who are not aware of it. Go to YouTube anytime. And this is like the gold mine, or this is what salespeople always show during their, their shit. It's called, just put in always be closing, uh, Alec Baldwin. And you'll see what we mean. It's like the most earth shattering shit. But before Alexis, uh, continues his journey of how he start started becoming a troubleshooter as a hired gun per se to fix shit up. Let's take a quick break and we'll talk more about how he started his journey, how he ended up here in the Philippines. More of that after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at PH, the country's biggest SaaS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Alexis. How do you say it again? Dabon, right? The bond. The bond, the bone, the bond. All right. So, Alexis, before the break, you, you mentioned about um, you 
now managing a team and you're becoming this tired troubleshooter and now you're being sent to city to city. How did that happen? Did you get sent to, to other countries and then now all the way back to the Philippines? Yeah, so, you know, it, back in early 2000s when, you know, the boom of the industry outside yep. the, the U.S. So it's really looking for a more cost-efficient way to make this business work. True. Right? And at the same time, um, we're looking for destinations that would be able to provide that service okay. in, in equal caliber as the North Americans. Sure. But for lesser cost, then that increases the of margin. Of course, of course. Um, so we've basically expanded to um, India, uh, South America. Okay. And, um, you know, then we learned that Philippines would be probably the next best place. Sure. Um, so at that point, our company decides to do some acquisition. So we ah. bought companies in South America and India, but then they start to buy companies out of the Philippines, ah. BPO companies. Um, and um, when they bought the first company, um, they basically said, okay, well, we need to send a team over there and we need to make sure that they transition okay. to this you know, new standard to, of how you guys do it. To our standards, right? right? Um, and then at that point, basically, my boss came up to me and said, aren't you Filipino? <laughs> I said, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, But before that, you didn't really take, I'm uh, pretty sure you had like vacations here every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I came out here in the... Uh, 1999, yeah, 2000. 99 right. going to 2000. I actually okay. celebrated um, New Year's, the millennium, oh, okay. um, in the Philippines. But that was just for a, a, a visit, right. you know. Um, never thought that um, I would be able to like get a job or stay in the Philippines. Yeah, Although yeah. I wanted to, because when I came out here, all I did was like party, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I I, I missed yeah. out in my whole life. Right, right. You know, and and here I am in this like big jungle, right? That I'm like my dollar is like worth so much. Yeah, this is it. I found the <laughs> Make magic it rain, place, right. you know. So mm-hmm. every night I was like taking out my cousins, meeting yep. new people, becoming my friends. Not knowing right, the reason right. why they're my friends is because you know I was treating <laughs> them every night. So I was right, like, right. you know, I I want to stay here, but then I realized. There's no way I can stay here right. and, and have that lifestyle unless I'm making dollars. So I was like, yes. okay, well, I'm just going to have to um, go back and work again and then come for another vacation. And then, you know, in 2005 or 2004, um, I was actually in Panama. And Panama? My, yeah. How's Panama? This is a perspective because that's a random Caribbean island. Like, You know what? Um, funny thing is that it, no, it's it, not an island. It's a strip of land that connects the Pacific. In between, there's a canal that basically there's a canal. Yeah, yes. connects the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. Yes. That's the only direct fucking road. And, right? and, and if you ever get a chance to actually see how that works, you'll be amazed. Right? Really? The science yeah. behind it? The, well, you know, just transferring one boat to another. Ah, right. They so have the, this gate. Yeah. Right. So they have to yeah. increase. Well. But. Yeah, so Panama is just like being in the Philippines, I would probably say. But um, but I I I think because the the culture is almost similar, 
but the language, you know, it's just Spanish. It's just nice. You know, people were nice. <laughs> okay. You know, the the women were gorgeous. They're there you go. Sc- As we're recording caliente. this, FYI, we're literally right behind our life partners, Alexis's wife and my my queen, who you all know. But then already. again, this is you know no holes bars. So, all right, so, so okay, there's, this, there's, is, this is in the clear. Before them, right? This is, this is pre them. Right? Okay, so. Um, but yeah, I, I think culturally it's almost the same as um, the Philippines. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, the the language I fell in love with, and I wish I've learned it even more. Yeah. Um, because I, I wish I could have really, you know, conversate with the locals. But inside True. the center that I managed, you know, everybody spoke English, so ah. it didn't really matter, right? But people were great. Food was great. Um, I always had a lot of places to actually venture out and nice. go to. Um, so anyways, I was there and I got a call asking me to um, go on another uh, project. But okay. this project is basically more long term. Okay. Um, in fact, initially, I wanted to turn it down because before Panama, I was in Canada. And I just actually... So you really had to do like Panama, Canada. Where was it? Oh, there was a pattern here. America. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Philip, no, <laughs> no, two, more than two syllables. India, there you yeah, go. So yeah. you you got sent yeah. out to India. I did, I did. Okay. Um, that was before um, Panama, yeah. um, but I was um, I just bought a place in in Vancouver. There and, you go, bad um, city. I I honestly did not want to let that go, yeah. and I just bought a car as well and. You know, a Lambo. Were this, you driving a Lambo? Well, it wasn't. It was a Honda. But okay. it was brand new. <laughs> Pretty close to a Lambo. And so yeah. I, I, I told my boss. I said, "Well, you know what? I've been. I, I haven't had like a permanent place to live at. Okay. You know, and 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 now I'm going to another place. Well, aren't you Filipino? I said, Yeah. Ah. Well, this is this one's going to the Philippines. And I was like, uh, Say what? <laughs> and so I was like, well, but still, I, I, so I was like, gave him the sad story that I just got a place, I just got a car, you know, how am I going to pay for all that and not use it? Right. You know? So, right. so long story short, they basically cut me a deal and said, Alexis, we're going to double what you're making. We'll Shit. take care of your car. We'll buy it off you and we'll basically short sell your property and take care of you know whatever cost that wow. you incurred. Right? So it was re- they were really all in and like putting you, sending you out here. Yeah, because the the whole plan was basically is that we're gonna shut down fifty percent of our North American sites and put it out here and move it wow. out here, which so, you could probably triple the 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 headcount with the same amount of money. Yeah, I mean, right. even if we keep the same amount of headcount, um, the margins would be greater. So in reality, wow. the returns would be higher. Um, so, so that's the perspective. Just to, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Perspective of an operation standpoint, why they're throwing the money here, and in terms of output, I guess it just sounds way, way better from a customer point of view because we're more neutral and more Americanized the way we say it. Yeah, they sound like you. So what up? <laughs> I'm an OG flip, but I'm born from here. Phil Cam, Phil Camuning. That's what it is. <laughs> so. When when we went through that whole discussion, right. I had to take like a couple more months, finish my project, yep. and then came back to Canada, and then they followed up, and then I, I got the whole offer down on paper, right. 
And so I added a few more things, and basically I said, okay, you know what? I'll sign up. And okay. then 2005, I wow. came out here. That was uh, uh, Jul- uh, November, uh, sorry, August 2005. Okay. And ever since, I've On been On your here. birth month. Yeah. 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 What's up? So. Okay. All right. So. Now let's let's talk about how hard was that for you to transition? Because I mean, I mean, you're Filipino, okay. So what? Now, okay, I'm Filipino, but you're still very American in the, the way you do things. How was that hard? Or is it because we're Filipino that we're very welcoming? That now you gotta yeah. be balling like you used to in '99 to 2000, so and, and whatnot. So at first it was uh, it was strange because um, there wasn't very many. Um, Filipino Americans that they've actually sent out during that time. Oh, okay. Um, so I was uh, actually one of the only few. Shit. Um, okay. Uh, and majority prior to myself was um, all um, white people. Okay. Um, or Mexican people. Okay. Um, and basically, they were, you know, immediately accustomed to those type of leadership. Got it. And then. Up comes this guy that you know looks like them looks like them but different you know the the packaging is same as them right but then when they open the package like whoa what the fuck it's different you yeah know? so they they bought a can of tuna but they got chicken <laughs> you know and they're like oh wow this whoa, is import okay. stuff you know right, this is go. high grade <laughs> you know so um uh you know it, it it was interesting because um, at the beginning they were a little bit confused to how to basically approach me and share sure. me, um, and that took some some time to kind of you know marry the culture. True. Right. True. Um, but in reality, there wasn't much that I needed to um, adjust because right. I grew up in a Filipino culture. But for me, there was a lot of excitement because now yeah. I get to live. So five years before that, right. I was thinking, how can I live in the Philippines yeah. and make right. the money that I was spending? So yeah. that came to reality. Yeah. And, and because of that, I got into a lot of troubles. Because, <laughs> um, you know, because yeah. m- money was just so much at that time that, yeah. you know, I wasn't thinking like the way I'm thinking now. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, every weekend, our goal was to spend, you know, like a couple thousand dollars. Dollars. Yeah. And, Big and, ballin'. And so yeah. that's how we basically um, manage our away from home. Got it. But the reality is that when I came here in 2005, I felt like I was already home. Yeah. You know. And, and Wasn't much a judgment because no. of the culture that's yeah. being done in the And so I think uh, after a year, um, if I were to look back now... Um, it, it was an easier transition for okay. the people that was working for me okay. um, because then they get to relate. I because, get to understand yeah. them. Right. But at the same time, they got to appreciate, you know, having a different mindset that's being shared with them. Sure. Right. And provide them that kind of guidance. Okay. Right? That is absolutely amazing. Now, Lex, walk us through now. So you, you did call center and then you, you, you took a leap of faith. Right, you said that you're you're on this grind for a while, and then you took up entrepreneurship. What was that like? What was the trigger point where you put up? And this is how I met you, right? Um, 
it's funny because again, I was doing the nightlife thing. I was putting up my thesis. I met this guy who was running a similar site. I was this kid literally in college. I didn't know shit, right? And then he asked me to go meet him at a club. I'm like, okay, that's so fucking weird. Apparently, he owns the fucking club and he owns the website. I was like, I was, I was shit scared because I didn't know anything. I was this kid. But he took me in. It's like, all right, why don't you just marry each other, marry each other shit? But that's what I know from how I knew you. But prior to that, how did you took that leap and put up uh, I six zero four with Joel, which is his partner is another big mentor of mine. So that that whole thing is all about you know challenging myself, okay. right? And and I know that I have to scare myself so bad, right? Enable for me to learn and try something different. Right. Right. And if I'm not, if I wasn't scared, I wasn't going to try it. Okay. Right. And I, I kind of said to myself, if I don't do it now, when will I ever do it? Right. Right. And so I decided to do something different from BPO. So I stepped down from BPO industry to basically start up like a um, non-traditional marketing. Right. Yeah. Right. So what non-traditional marketing basically means is that something that ordinary people do right but we do the opposite yeah right but the difference with what we've done is that we want to make sure that we do things that we can actually measure right otherwise we wouldn't do it yep right so i went and challenged the industry by coming up with solutions that we can provide them that they can utilize as a marketing vehicle mm. that same time they can then go back and say i spent X and gained X. Got it. And what right? were those technologies or what are those things that you guys did? So, of course, we had our um, uh, online of course. Um, execution. Right. So we basically, uh, before Facebook, uh, I don't, well, I wouldn't say before Facebook, yeah. right? But maybe um, Facebook. Like uh, the, the ar- around the social media time. Right, right. It's when we actually came up with social marketing right and so when I say social marketing we created our own kind of like Facebook right um, so in fact we created one for um, a very well-known beer product I won't yep. say which one it is yep but um, we were one of the early adapters of yep, um, social platform right right um, in fact you know our strategy was to create a large number of connection correct that we can then market to. Yeah. And we created um, a lot of people kind of use up, uh, use now. Right. Um, which is kind of like connecting, you know, uh, what is it, mashup or something like that. Right. Um, where we can aggregate different social platform by Married using one, into tool, one Correct. Right. So if we upload, like, let's say a blog today into one, Just it will boom. upload to all. Correct. Right. Yeah. Similar uh, to how podcasts work. I, I use one platform. It, it's, called, it's called a podcast host, host. But in reality, what it does is, is now it pro- propagates to wherever you're listening to it, uh, doing it now. Whether it's a website, where it, it's, it's iTunes or Spotify yeah. or wherever. It's the same thing. So back then, it was alien. It was very early in the game. Now yeah. it's fucking normal. So right. back then, you really have to think like how things connect. You have to look for APIs. Right. Uh, you have to ensure that those APIs are actually registered with one another. Right. And you have to make sure that you secure those keys or otherwise you won't be able to get them to connect. And yeah. so back then, we would actually create like diagrams right. of how the data would flow. Right. Um, and 
those were just kind of like the the science in the background and yeah you're part of the the right. some of those um early brainstorming right but those were just some but then we came up with another um uh, another market disruption right um which is we brought in a technology um using bluetooth yes that was very like that's holy shit so like during that then. time um Smartphones wasn't readily available oh, yet. There's the time of old Nokia's and Blackberries and whatnot, yes. right? In fact, the first iPhone just came out during that time. Oh shit! Right? But it was it's not the same iPhone that we're that's full of apps now. No, it's not. Yeah, it's like an iPad. I mean, iPod with with more functionalities that can do phone calls. Correct. Yeah. And 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 internet is not as widely available. Hell no, time, so, no. Right. Um, but this technology allows us to basically communicate to any mobile device, right. provided that they have a Bluetooth right. Um, active, right? So um, one of the things that we have done basically is like a concert for MTV, which we then outfitted the entire um, concert ground. Right. And there are signs all over the concert ground that says, turn on your Bluetooth to download Parokya ni Edgar. Bam. Right. Uh, so you get the MP3, it right? MP3 that right. you know this could be your ringtone, right? right? Or you get like a coupon, or right. you get like a free, you know, uh, beer right. when you download this. So that was something that was really early in the stage super, where super. we were the only one that actually came up with it, right? And because of that, it allowed us to then enter um, the different brands and. Okay. And compete with other ad agency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, a couple other ad agencies um, partnered up with us because they didn't have the technology that we did. Correct. Um, and of course, then came about you, and right. we realized what you were doing. Yeah. And then we married basically what we've started. Yep. And we provided the platform. Right. Okay. So when you guys were when you were doing. Uh, you came up with a solution. So basically, you're solving a problem. Right. And that problem was, you know, you liked to party at that time. Fuck yeah. That, and, that's why they call me back then. Party Ronster. This is where Party Ronster was party born. Party Monster. Party Monster. Ronster to Party Ron, Monster. So yeah, now it's so, just Party Ronster. So, yeah. and, and the, your, the problem that you were solving is basically the same problem that, you know, hundreds and yes. millions of Filipinos... Who want to go out? Want to go out are trying to solve as well, which is yeah. how do we go out without having to pay? And, yeah. and you came up with the solution, which is you know guestless, right. right? And so we took your idea and we said, okay, why don't we do it this way? Correct. And that's when we start coming up with the online form and right. all this stuff, right. Right? right? So that became a business on its own, yeah, and then became a spinoff to what you then. Yeah. You know, made even much Correct. bigger, right? But the, 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 that, that part was crucial because I was very raw. I, I was just pure passion. I had no skills. I knew how to talk a little bit because that's what, that what kind of took you in. Hip-hop, we, we both like that shit, right? That. But I was, I was a young rookie with nothing and all, everything to prove. I had nothing, literally. And without your tutelage, it's so weird because... Till now, I use a lot of the shit I learned from you. Even my fucking ums and whatchamacallits, I still fucking use that till now, right? But there's one thing that I realized that, that I took from you, and Joel told me this, your partner, um, when he was like, I, have, I don't know any better salesman 
that, that, that unlike Alexis, where he can actually cuss in a presentation and still get away with it. I was like, all right, I'll try that. And now I go to sales meetings and I fucking cuss, right? And I was like, oh, I can get away with it. I got that from you. So thank you for that. But Lex, I never got to ask you this. So from BPO to, to jumping into to entrepreneurship, it's a totally different ballgame. Mm. The buck starts with you, different responsibilities, different type of headaches. Because now you got to do payroll and whatnot. And it's your own money. Yeah. What, how did you teach yourself? Well, when you jumped, what, what, how did you adapt to that in terms of skill set, mindset, and everything? Because it's not easy. Now I understand the whole hustle. But back then, I didn't really understand because I just, all I wanted to do is two things. I still wanted to party still. And I just wanted to get as many clubs as we can and, you know, kind of get the girls yeah. a little bit. But yeah, that was, that was back then. That was old me. But for you guys, especially at your age, you're probably in your 30s, mid-30s already. That's a totally different ballgame. You had a different set of things. How did you transition from being now you have a good healthy cushion that you can make 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 it rain for a thousand bucks and now you have to like well i'm pretty sure you say it but how did you uh transition to that so i i think it's all about you know um believing that you can create more value than what you are providing to the company that you work for okay and that value is something that you personally will benefit, okay. right? Um, so there's a lot of discipline involved, right? And you know, I, I'm just gonna be honest. You know, there was a lot of discipline that I've also missed. Yes, I probably missed them more than I should have. You know, look yeah. after them, right? Yeah. And so, because I, you know. I'm a very passionate leader, so I yep. know how to lead, you know, my people towards the right path of success. Correct. But on that same note, I'm also passionate as far as life. True. And I think sometimes I overdid being passionate about life. Yes. Hence the fact that, you know, I've taken, you know, going out with you guys and partying, up, right. you know, um, more than I did the other stuff. But True. in reality, you know, I carried a lot. Um, I carried, you know, all the house. Super. What to do, shit. what we need to do, how to yeah. do it. I didn't have a big team at all. Back no. Then, right. Um, so I wear the different hats. So right. whenever we always part, you know, those are the things I carry. So when I'm driving, you know, I, I'm literally full steam ahead, going 90 miles an right. hour in right. my head, thinking off from, you know, how do I fund it? How do I pay this? Dude, How do I? Get I understand that? you, you know, so much now. What product Holy do fuck. I need to create? Right. How do I innovate? You know, just all the house, right? Yeah. And you have like literally a million questions at one given time that you're trying to solve. And fortunately for me, you know, the way my mind work is, it works. It needs to always solve right, something, right? Right. Right. So there always got to be an problem equation. solver by so default. So it works out, right? Right. However, the problem was we were just a little bit really too early in the game, and right. it's all about timing. And I, you know, I will not say that I regret, but I will just say that I would want to do it differently. True. I would probably do it later. Sounds right. good. All right, now let's take a quick break. And now let's talk about when we come back, 
How did you go back to BPO into how was that big paradigm shift? You know, have after what happened with 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 entrepreneurship and you went back because I was also part of when you went back. I was starting. I was with you. You know, it's it's a totally different venture. Which again, you would never believe I did. <laughs> I swear to God. All right, but we'll talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. 
with over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. DragonPay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back. We're still with Alexis Dabon or Dabon, whatever. But I'll say it the way I, Dabon is cool. But Alexis, <laughs> all right. When when we come back and we we I I just want to shed some light into this thing. So I I when we shut down I six hundred four and whatnot, we had, we got into a whole different shit mm, and whatnot. Yeah, that's where it opened up, and I thank you for that a lot because that's how when I realized that you know it's not just fun and games, people. There's a lot at stake here. Yeah. I remember when we were shutting down an office, we didn't get clearance because you didn't get to pay rent that yeah, that company yeah. we were doing it with. We were sneaking out shit in the building. Yeah, like, oh my God. Like, okay, let's go, dude. I'm, I'm so scared, but let's go. I was sneaking out shit because if we don't sneak it out, that's going to be stuck yeah. there in the office yeah. forever. That was, that was totally different ballgame. And then right there, I understood. Then... You took a decision. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going back to BPO. Mm. The very first thing we did was we took in a, he worked in a, in a call center again. Not that big, but it's, it's still BPO because we can still do shit on the side. But I also had to make money too because I was like, my mom was asking me one constant thing. Where my money at? I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta go back. Enough of the partying and whatnot. So Australian account. One thing I did, I still remember this vividly because I can't believe I still did it. I was in an online flower shop. <laughs> so people order their shit. I process it. And I call a local florist in Australia. It was so weird because I can't understand their accent talk nine times out of ten. But I was like, hey, do you have chrysanthemums? And whatnot. Yeah, double B, double A, double T. And whatnot. I was like, what the hell? But that humbled me so much. That at the end of the day, I said, you know what? I can actually do this. And after um, what I did was I joined Groupon. And that's where we kind of split yeah. part ways, yeah. parted ways. But you ran that thing and whatnot. And that was big because, again, my first job was a call center agent. And then right after all this partying, humbled me back to earth that at the end of the day, I'd fall back in a call center now doing fucking selling flowers. Yeah. Right? And then you're Astromaria. Until now, I, I still benefit off it because when I give uh, flowers in the rain, I know my shit. You can't, you can't tell me I'm going to buy the bouquet. You make this a one, one lily and whatnot. My flower game is strong because of this experience. But Lex, how was that for you? So now picking yourself, I never got to ask you that because you know, we were, you know, boys don't really like to talk about the, 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 the hard stuff. Yeah, they're wounds. Yeah. Yeah. How did you pick that? That was a dark time in your life, right? It was, it was pretty hard. It, it, yeah. it was. It was. Um, and for me, it was hard. But then again, you know, it's not something new that I have gone through. Sure. Um, so in, in my life, there's been a lot more harder stuff. Yep. In fact, when I was younger, 
I was got to the point where I was homeless for a few months. Wow. Um, literally, when I say homeless, I carry whatever I own yeah. in my back. Shit. So I had a backpack. That's it. Right. So I lived on the streets for okay. a few months until wow. I start meeting friends and, and I was able to then stay with them and so on. So and then a few other stuff like, you know, and I, I lost, you know, uh, an opportunity to become, you know, a father to my first son, yep. you know. So, you know, so I just always reflect back on those things. Right. Yeah. And always think that nothing can ever be so bad. Correct. Right. Um, and you can always You've been pick rock back bottom up. per se. I think for me, well, well, you know, the reason why I was able to get right back up is because one, I have no regrets, and and two, you know, I made sure that I have, you know, invested in myself to build the skill, and the skill that I'm talking about is how to become a high income earner. Okay, so what are those skills? So this is what we, now we're, we're veering into hustle tips. What are the skills needed, especially in this industry, to make it on top of the corporate ladder? Or at least climb up the totem pole several, several notches higher. Right. Because we always talk about like, yeah, the superficial stuff, you need to hustle hard. But what are these skills? You, what do you need to do to get ahead? So for me, the skills... It's not something, yeah, some things can be learned in school, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, it's really, it's a skill set that you really built through experience. Okay. Right? So, in the industry that I'm in, it's really managing the business. Okay. So, one skill that you really need to, to have is having that open mind to understand things. Okay. Right? Allowing, your, allowing yourself to be a sponge. Sure. Especially if you don't know everything, mm -hmm. the best way to learn is to be the dumbest person in the room so you can absorb everybody's knowledge. Because then after that, guess what? You're the most you're 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 the smartest person in that room in the next round. Absolutely. Because right? you're now you you've accept, you're kind of sucked it all in. Yeah. Right. But you can't absorb all those knowledge and not put it into play. Mm. So a lot of people are scared to make actions because they're scared to fail. Yeah. But see, in my case, what I've learned is that it's okay to fail. Yep. That you actually have to anticipate failure. As a stepping stone to the next success. Correct. Right. right? Because that's once you've overcome that fear, right. then you become fearless to try things and Correct. be daring. And so another skill that you need to be able to have to become successful, it's that skill of making decision no matter what lays on you. Okay. Right? So, so being this, able to pull that trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And, and know that you could be wrong. Yeah. And live by it. Yes. Yeah. But the other thing you have to make sure when you do that, though, yeah. is you got to be calculated at the same True. time. So that you know you're going to fail. If you fail, what's your backup? Yes. And if that backup fails, what's the backup? Right. Right? And if those backup are put into place, how much, did you, how much would you lose? True. So at least how much, you know exactly how much you then need to make up 
on your next plan. And that's where a lot of people, I think, struggle because majority of them, a lot of people like the risk, but more, more so, it's a gamble. It's a Hail Mary. Like, oh, whatever, Geronimo, and they have no backup. Yeah. And then, then they fall flat. They, they have no bounce back. They don't have to have a counter move to fall from that because they put all their eggs in one basket. They didn't really explore their options. They didn't have a backup plan and whatnot. So, and that's scary because then, you know, those people you would know that, you know, they really, you know, failed, they failed to plan. Sure. So then in return, they plan to fail. They plan to fail. There you go. Yeah. Quotables. From Mr. Alexis, so if you're one of those people that work for him, that's put that on your wall. There you go. <laughs> okay, Lex. Now we, we, we from that point, you're now this again. You're one. Of, you're, I consider you like a father figure, and I appreciate everything that you've taught me early on. You're with, the best good-looking son I ever had. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says that to me, but thank you. Appreciate that. No, but but here's the thing. Um, if you were what what was those things that you saw? Because you could have just chosen a random schmuck, right, and whatnot. If if you were, let's look look back again. What was what 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 did I have that you think for you to give me? Because you were hustling on your own. What was it that I had when I was like bugging the fuck out of you to to, to get this done? Uh, that you know, if someone was wanting to be mentored. You, that's something you'd look for if, if, if you were trying to get a mentor to help you out. So one thing that I saw in you yeah. was that hunger, right? That mm-hmm. thirst yep. um, and, and, and creating a success, yep. right? And at that point, you know, you are willing to put the hard work yep. and you were really willing to commit. Yep. And it didn't take long for me to actually see that. Your yeah. action actually showed it. Yeah. So if I was in your shoes at that time, I would have done exactly the same thing, yeah. right? Because... Show if, up. Yeah. The, Dude, you, you asked the, me to go to Alabang. I'm from QC. I didn't right. have a car. That's right. And yeah. to, to me, that was, uh, that was uh, dedication and commitment, right. you know? And the first few times, I was like, okay... Maybe it's just because, you know, he, he, he likes us. Right. But, you know, you really started to be consistent. Yeah. And contribute. Yeah. Right. And even though you, you're, you're just theoretically coming up with these things. Right. But you were contributing it. You didn't have any uh, hesitation in, 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 you know, feeding some yeah. of that thoughts in into the into the table, right? And so, if I were to um, mentor someone else, I would be looking for the same thing. So sure. right now, I actually do mentor a few people. Nice, right? So you're um, now in this new stage of you. It's a totally different guy. Because I mean, every time we meet and then we, we catch up, it's 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 always refreshing because I come home with so much knowledge and a lot of or, bullshit or and drunk. stupid. <laughs> Because I try to sucker you for to 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 drink more than oh, what you can man. drink. Oh man, I you know I suck at it. Every single one shot, and I'm done, right? But you're you're at a different phase, and every single time you give me, it's it's not just knowledge, it's wisdom, and you rarely get that from people, and that's why I want to 
feature you here now because if I was able to come home with this much, I want to be able to share it to the world, especially from a perspective of someone who works in a BPO industry. Right? You know what? It's not impossible. It doesn't, no matter how hard or how, how bad the ads are against you. Yeah. If you just want it so bad and you're willing to put in the work, you're re- willing to be humble enough and you're willing to be mentored and you want to do that, you can rise. Yes. And all you need to do is take that fucking step to actually say, hey, I need help. Have yes. Mentor me. Yes, yes. You, yeah. you, I, I think you nailed it, right? Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the millennials yeah. today, um, they're just too proud yes. to ask for help. help. Yeah. Right, they don't want to be frowned upon. Yes, because they're young or whatnot. Right. Right. But I, I, I think you know, they should change that mindset because the reality is that they are at an era where there are more available resources more that will ever. allow oh them God. to become more successful compared to people like us. Yeah. Right. Um. And yes, it starts by looking looking up to someone yep. and taking the courage to, you know, reach out to that person or maybe multiple people right. and just say, Hey, I like what I see in you. I wanna be like you. How can I be like you? Yeah. You and know? then leave your ego at the door. Yes. That's and it. then at that point, you if you if you think that you know a lot of things already and you're going into a mentorship program you're gonna fail already because when you go into a mentorship program when you ask someone to mentor you you have to do one thing yes one is leave your ego behind that door yep right but another important thing is to unlearn everything that you know true right and 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 be humble Yep. Right. Sit down. Be you humble. Know. But I think before all that, I, I, you know, what I tell people all the time is that before you aspire to be someone, before you look up to someone, right, you have to look up to yourself first. Okay. Right. You have to believe in yourself that you can actually be that person. Yep. Right. Because if you don't believe in yourself, yep. you can't expect your mentor. To pull to that rabbit because it's not there anyway. Yes. Right. Because cool. your mentor will just be there to share their journey. Yep. Not to tell not to give you a template no. that you then just follow. Because yeah. everybody's path is different. Correct. But we have guidance. Correct. Right? And you don't become your mentor. You become your own self. Correct. So that's why you have to believe in your own self first. Right. Before you look for a mentor, yep. then you use whatever you learn from that as your guidance to create your own um, path. Okay. Right? Now, Lex, in, in, in this part of your life now, you're, you're also mentoring people, right? And you're mentoring them not just from skills and whatnot and soft skills, hard yeah. skills, whatever. But you're now mentoring them into something that a lot of people need and learn which is financial literacy yeah. and whatnot. So how did that paradigm shift happen to you and why, why are you so adamant and, and passionate about it now and why is it important for people to start learning? Because I'm just tired of seeing a lot of people struggle in life, Okay. right? And the reality is that because of the BPO industry, we now have a middle class. 
Yes. Which never existed, existed before. Sure. But the problem with the middle class that we have is that, you know, they, they kind of got overwhelmed with the career and the money that they are taking in. Yep. That they didn't have a chance to understand of how they can better manage that. Sure. Right? Um, so, you know, the millennials, they use this thing, this term FOMO. FOMO, mofo. You know? <laughs> so, and, and, and I never knew. What's FOMO? What's Me too. I thought that? it was like a fucker mother. I'm like, whoa. I thought, yeah. all right, so I thought it was fear so, of missing out. Okay. So I'm like, I'm, I'm hesitant to even like repeat it. Because no, no, I it be wouldn't look someone, good on people our age. You know? <laughs> So I, and I finally realized that they, somebody told me what it is, fear of missing out. And I'm like, fear of missing out. That's the reason why the majority yeah. of people don't have anything saved. And it's sad because they make good money. And the reality is that there's no such template for like savings. It's very, really easy. And it is really pay yourself first. True. You know, you get paid. It doesn't mean that you pay yourself already. In terms of shoes or material yes. stupid shit that's so not So that's what they better. think about paying themselves is that, you know, I, I worked hard the past 40 hours, so I deserve yeah. that new iPhone. Yep, their new Air Max. Or that new Air Max or that new PS4 or whatever yep. it might be, right? Right. It doesn't have to be like thousands of pesos. For some people, it could be like 500 pesos worth. They right. think they, they ultimately deserve it. Correct. I think they got to have an understanding about the money. Sure. And that is money I make. What is that for tomorrow? Correct. What I mean by that is if I make this money today, how can I make sure that my tomorrow is protected? Correct. So what do I do? So first, I pay myself. Ideally, I tell people, you know what? You should pay yourself 50% of what you get. Yep. Right? If you can do it. Yeah, but again, it's, it's a it's a case-to-case basis depending yeah. on your responsibilities and as well. And if you can't do it, start out with 5%. Yeah. Until you can ramp it up, right? right. It becomes a habit. It's a yeah. habit-forming thing. Yeah. You know, it's tough at first, but once it becomes, sec- it becomes second nature to you. It's going to be gravy. Because I'll be honest with you, someone that is probably making so much money right. doesn't have any savings. And someone that's making, let's say, 20000 a month could probably have more money than that person that's Correct. making 100000 Correct. Absolutely. Right? So savings is one. And then another one is um, the reason why I really want to change or help people change this mindset or this culture right. is because... I want them to have a better future life. Okay. I'm tired of seeing old people have nothing. Yes. And then having to rely. On their children. On their children. So what does that do? You basically created a, a, a chain. A chain of dependency. Trap. Which shouldn't, right? it shouldn't have been there anyway. Yeah. And, and ultimately, all the way down to the grandchildren. Yep. They're basically gonna, going to be financially struggling yep. at an early age. Why? Because it starts at the oldest generation. Correct. I mean, I mean we're not saying that. I mean, I, I, I had, to, I had the, the, the most beautiful time taking care of my grandma and whatnot. 
but it wasn't easy financially. No. Especially when the bills... Uh, well, Medical bills. Yeah, dude, you know. no. I, I saw my mom struggle through that. And had we been more prepared and we had more things like, you know, insurance and whatnot would have been a big help and whatnot. Or anything that would pay you passively because you paid your dues early in life. Yes, right? yes. And, and, you know, the great thing about the millennials is that they know they can save. Still but do. savings is not, you know, it's not something that people just do. It's, it's a choice, right? Okay. And but money aside, life is a choice. Absolutely. So it starts there. Okay. So if they realize that everything in life, everything that they have, everything that happens in their life okay. is because of the choices that they make, okay. then they will start understanding that I can actually save because I choose to save. I can actually become successful because I choose to be successful. Yep. I can actually have a business because I choose to be successful and have a business. Yep. And even if I don't have the money, I can have a business or I can start a business because I can be resourceful. Correct. And you're a good example of that. Yeah. Right? So Lex, you're 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 now at a phase that you're literally helping them out. If they want to get that type of mentorship and whatnot how do they get in touch with you because if i was able to get in you're already doing it for, for like you said a handful of people and you're helping them out in terms of whatnot how can they get in touch with you just in case of that so at the moment um i'm still building my um online platform right um but you know they if they really want to they can connect to me Via Facebook. Okay. It's Alexis um, Dabon, A-L-E-X-A-L-E-X-I-S. Yes. And then Dabon, D-A-B-O-N. Don't worry. This is not some guy who's going to screw you up. He's, he's, he's way up there. He's running a big, big contact center here in Cebu. So if you yeah. It, 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 although if they do reach out to me, they just got to be patient because I do type with two fingers. <laughs> So it might chopsticks. You know, it, it, it might it might take like some time to respond right. back. But um, you know, ultimately, I, I will try to get back people. But How about email? Is there an email that they can reach reach out to you at? Yeah. So I, my personal email is um, Alexis Dobbin six zero four at gmail There you go. So they can also reach out there. Yep. But I think you know, ultimately, if they really want help. You know, the best help for me, I'll be honest, is Google, right? There you go. <laughs> so, Educate yourself. You know. It does start there, right. right? There's no better way to learn but to do your own self-learning. Um, there's a higher retention of knowledge when you actually do your yeah. own self-learn, yeah. right? Versus something that's thrown or given to you. Correct. Because there's not much appreciation right. from that. Just like in school, when you're force-fed shit that you don't like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. Right. You know, but guess what? When you earn money and you buy like a cell phone, right? how do you treat that cell phone? Investment. Well, people actually take that phone and they protect it. They put cover. They hold that with their right, dear life. Right. Why? Because they work hard for that money. Right? True. So, same thing with knowledge. If they go out on secret, they would appreciate that more. Correct. Absolutely. Again, Alexis, it's been a great pleasure having you on the podcast. I wish we had more time, 
But beyond this, I think people will just snooze out. But we'll have you back on the show to, to, to talk more about how they can people can educate. But for now, yeah. this is it. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. No, thank you. And um, you know, Ron, you're doing a lot of great things, and I think you know you are a blessing to a lot of people, especially sure. those people that you know think that business is something that they can only dream about. Nah. And you're you're a living testament of you know dreams do come true. Appreciate right. that. And again, credit where credit is due. Without the proper mentorship, I would have never even got close to where to to at least where I am in it. At least uh, without that, you knew my hunger, and that hunger was to provide my mother a house. And without that, that was that was my main goal. And with, I, I finally was able to do that after like years and years of hustling. So again, thank you. Appreciate it. But this is it for us now. And again, thanks for listening to Hustle Share. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.